you don't learn from history, nothing to say. Oh, rather history. I got something for you. Was that a freaking Back to the Future reference? Mr. Leverage. <laughs> Being a dad is probably one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. Most rewarding things in the entire world. The right tool for the right job, man. That's all you need. Best meat endeavor. You need to put it in your mouth. And uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is from John Wooden. He says, uh, do not let making a living prevent you from making a life. Hey guys, welcome in to the Blue Collar Dadcast, episode 15. We are talking about the Denver Police Department today. Yeah, that's our surprise topic. We didn't lead off with uh, what it was that we were going to cover last episode. Oh, well, God damn it! Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> I was I was going to lead into that differently. I totally forgot that we didn't tell anybody what we were going to do. That's what happens when we take a week off. Son man. of a bitch! We get all out of wax and ah. Son of well, anyway. Uh, <laughs> little different format. We're just gonna jump right into the drinks because we we always delay on that, and the setup today kind of took some time. So I'm 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 thirsting. I'm thirsting. <laughs> hey, as am I. I'm I'm thirsting over here. Yeah. Uh, what are we drinking today? We are drinking. Yeah, I'll grab the bottle and read it. How about that? It's called Uncle Nearest, 1884, small batch whiskey, whiskey. Uh, Uncle Nearest, 1884, continues the remarkable legacy of Tennessee distilling legend Nearest Green, the first known African-American master distiller. Each small batch is curated by his great-great-granddaughter, Whiskey Magazine's 2021 Master Blender of the Year, Victoria, and I'm going to botch it probably, Edie Butler. Utilizing the process of maple charcoal mellowing that Nearest helped per- perfect over 160 years ago, 1884 delivers a whiskey that is smooth and complex. Nice. What uh, what prompted the the pick? We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. All right. Well, either way, I got I got quite the thirst myself. Yeah. Been staring at it. Ooh. That was neat. Like it was shot out. Bam. The hell. I feel like I'm being robbed here. Well, you just one more. There you go. All right. Thank you. I'm going to go for a cube. I'm going for a cube. Compliments of the wife again. Another one of them skull cubes. Those are freaking cool. I'm going to try and post a picture up. I try to make it look dramatic. Pretty freaking cool stuff, man. I'm going to lead her off with no cube, but let's get right into this. How you always do. No cube. No cubes. Punch me and step on my cubes. (laughs) Ooh, that one's got like a kick. Ooh. Wow. Uh, it's got a kick for sure. No, this is really good, though. Oh, it's fantastic, but it's got that burn immediately. Oh, yeah. Do you know how whiskey gets its color? I don't. All, all whiskey? I don't. Honestly, I don't. From the barrels. Really? So it's the, the, the wood? Yep. The wood cask that gives it the... And every whiskey is aged. At least six to seven years. I was gonna say there's got to be, there's got to you know, because you got to let the the barrel turn the because when it comes out of the still, when whiskey comes out of the still, it's it's clear, just like vodka or tequila, white tequila. So it goes in through the, from the still 
into the barrel, sits for like six, seven years, and then they break it open, and that's what cask strength is, is it comes right out of the barrel and into a bottle. What they actually do is they, uh, they dump the barrels out after six or seven years and cut it with water down to 40%. Okay. So cask strength is, you know, between anywhere between 53 and 60% that's, alcohol. That's really cool. I yeah. wonder, I mean, I don't know. Someone's got to have experimented with it. Just drink it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clear, non-aged. Yeah. The, the, one of the videos that I did see, uh, the guy <laughs> drank it straight out of the still. So it was clear. And he's like, flavor's amazing. And uh, then he drank it cask strength. And he said the flavor was amazing. And then he drank it when they cut it with water down to 40%. And he's like, flavor was amazing. So he's like, all three phases of it taste great. Interesting. I'd like to try some some like Crown or even Uncle Nearest just straight out of the still to see what it tastes like. Yeah, I wonder, I mean, we may not find that. But no, I no. I wonder if we find something that's like from the still to the counter or whatever, yeah. from the still to the shelf. A white whiskey. Yeah. I wonder if they make a white whiskey. I've never seen one. I'm, again, completely ignorant to the topic, huh. so that all of this is new to me. Yeah, that's that's really good stuff for sure. All right, well, now that we got these poured up, man, we took that week off. It was over Father's yeah, for Day Father's weekend. Day. Yeah, how'd it go for you? I want to say, first of all, go Nuggies. Oh, we called man. it Nuggets in yeah. Five, man. Yeah, I heard so. that's what's called a gentleman's sweep. Yeah, the the 4-1. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they did that to, I think, two teams in the playoffs. Hey. I, either way, man, go Nuggets. We're, we're a week, uh, you know, a week gone from the championship, but, you know, this is our first podcast after we won, so... Doggies, we changed uh, our Twitter profile picture, like half faded. Yeah, I changed it back today. But oh, did uh, you? Yeah, I mean it. Kind of. It was cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I had fun making that. Yeah, for that was sure. that was pretty cool. But yeah, uh, Father's Day was awesome, man. We we hung out with Lauren's uh, parents for a little while and uh, really didn't do much, honestly. And that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want presents or anything. I got ended up getting one anyway, a massage gift card. Ooh. Yeah, that'll be my second only, my second professional massage whenever I go get it. Ah, oh, man, I always, like, threaten to go get one, and then I never do. That's what I do all the time, man. My my body is killing me. I need to go get a massage. And I and never, then do, never do And yeah. then a gift card comes, and... I still never do. <laughs> well, uh, I, I will take that. <laughs> I gave, uh, like, Lauren got me one. I, I This is how I remember it. I'm not sure if it ended up this way, but I swear to God, she got me a gift card. To massage envy, and I ended up giving it back to her. Not like Indian gifting, but like, like gave it back to her. Like here, just use mine and go get a massage. I, that's For, that's the last time. You so you were sitting on it, and then the opportune time came up. Like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you need this more than I do. Kind right. Of yeah. You you you've been in pain a little bit longer than I have. Just take this. Go get a massage. I'm pretty sure that happened. Ah, okay. Might have been a dream. I don't know, but. <laughs> No, they are awesome, especially when you get, like, the right masseuse. Yeah. Well, the problem with me is you, you really got to get in there with yeah. me, dude. Like, I'm messed up. I mean, dude, some are multiple sessions, but you can find, like, Hans and Franz, and he can basically just... Hans and Franz? <laughs> it's his left and right hand. Oh. <laughs> or her. Or her. Yeah. Hans and Franz. Hans and Franz. <laughs> Here to separate your ligaments and all the things that are good, and I'll reassemble it. Yeah, no. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, I went to the, there's like this little, they call it the, 
oh, what do they call it? The Healthy Corner? Something like that. It's over off of uh, Smoky Hill and Piccadilly. Not Piccadilly. Tower, right? Either way. It's like a happy corner or whatever. And, I, dude, I was in so much pain. I went in there one day, and it's little, little Chinese men or Japanese men. I should just say Asian men because I don't know. Profiling here, but I don't. I don't know. Um, but anyway, um, going there's just like little Asian dudes, and that guy killed it, man. I was in my work gear, and he's just like with his elbows and shit. So I guess it'll be my third, dude. You know how I, I don't know if you got your preferred type of YouTube video to watch. Mine are like the folks that basically it looks like they should be paralyzed after their chiropractic appointment. Yeah, that's just all the cracking. Yeah, dude, dude I love those. Yeah, my. What I want to do is that spinal decompression one where they call it the ring dinger or whatever. Where they I don't think I've seen that. Oh, the 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 Y strap sling thing and they yes. Oh my god, dude, that looks amazing around the neck. Yes, decompress my neck, man. Please. I, every time I see that, I'm like, oh, that <laughs> and looks the so people good. look so happy, right? So yeah, one day, one day, someday. Anyway, off the massage topic. How was your Father's Day? It was good, man. Uh, we spent it up in the mountains. Nice, um, nice. It, it was a good time, and then we came back and uh, um, whipped up some burgers with uh, Rand's cousin. That was a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, gifts. Rand hooked it up again. Yeah? Yeah. So there's stuff down uh, here that you might see. Yeah. The old Colorado flag. The old Colorado flag that was part of it. Yeah. I like um, it. Good addition. Yeah. And she got uh, little little trinkets, dad stuff. And then for camping, I got, like, this beer stein that's made by Stanley. Keep your beer cold. Keep your beer cold. How big is it? Dude, it's like, it, it's a beer stein for sure. So well, it's they, like, they make steins in all sorts of different sizes. Is it a big fucker? Yeah. yeah? So it's like a camping one. You know. Oh, does it have a, you said it's got a lid? That one does not. Oh, okay, That was okay. from the sister-in-law. Gotcha. The beer stein, it, it looks like it was made by, well, it's made by Stanley, but it looks like the material made from say, like a thermos. Okay. that That's kind of what I was picturing. If Paul Bunyan needed a stein, he's walking around with this fucking thing. Gotcha. He's, he's chopping trees and carrying your stein. Exactly. <laughs> so. I've come 5,000 miles to plant my seed. <laughs> oh, my God. That's awesome. So, yeah, all in all, good Father's Day. Um, you have any cool dad moments over the last... Uh, I don't know, say 14 days. Well, I had a moment yesterday. I was working. I was doing lift inspections. And uh, I freaking um, was scrolling through Twitter. And there's a picture this guy took basically laying in bed with his with his son. He had his hand on his back. And long story, so I'll make it real short. He just said, you know, his, his kid was like, yeah, dad, I need you. He has trouble sleeping at night. So he's like, instead of getting angry and being like, go to bed, you know, he went in his room, laid in the bed with him, put his hand on his back, and he was asleep in five minutes. You know, he's like, because the kid's like, I need you, you know. He's like, it's, it's, it's those moments. Cherish those moments. And it like brought tears to my eyes, man. I was like, because his son was three and a half. My daughter's about to be 10. Yeah, right. So I was like, oh, my God, I miss those days. So I was like, you know. Being a dad is the most rewarding thing. Like it, it, the intro is no joke. It really is rewarding, and it really if 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 you love your kid, which you should, it is a beautiful thing. 
So that was, I guess, my dad moment this week. I, I texted uh, my daughter and was like, I love you so much. Like, yeah. <laughs> after hey. I read that. <laughs> There's no shortage. Like having set up the Twitter and everything, I tried yeah. to, you know, try to hit up all the dad stuff that mm-hmm. I could. And yeah, I know what you're talking about. Just takes a couple swipes, and then there, there's those, uh, those little blurbs. Yeah, and you're, and like, you're like, oh my god, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy to bring that tear. Like I'm not, a, I'm not a crier. I don't. I could break my arm, and I'm not gonna cry, you know. But it's that emotional thing. That's my spawn, you know. Yeah. So. Ah, that's that's good, man. I guess you could say my dad moment. It was a revelation today. You know, I'm getting ready for uh, my youngest birthday, which is, uh, well, her party's tomorrow. Yep, I'll be here. It's going to be a real hoot. It's going to be a hoot. Um, But I'm getting ready for it, and I'm cleaning the house. And Randy's uh, down here working, so um, I'm I'm just picking up the little crap around the house, and then I'm like, hey, Hey Jordy, can you pick this up and take it up to your room? <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I just I get attitude for it, you know what I mean? And then yeah, I, it's the age, man. It's the age, but anymore instead of getting upset, I just try to try to make it laughable, you know. I'm right. like, oh yeah, all right, Jordan, that's right. Well, oh, you guys <laughs> made me, and I made the mess. So in some correlation, you guys technically made the mess. So you should <laughs> probably clean that up. Right. You made me. I made the mess. So you made the mess. <laughs> so. Yeah, go ahead and uh, have fun cleaning that up, uh, and don't bother asking me again. Yeah, you, you don't want the attitude, then just don't ask. Oh man, dude, it's the age, man. Oh, uh, dude. But I mean, she cleaned the basement. She did. She so did. that's why they're, they're good kids, man. It just you know takes a little every now and then takes a little pushing. Like we just uh, made a chore chart for Autumn. So nice. Two chores a day. I said ten bucks a week. Lauren's like no. Like five bucks a week. I was like, that's not even worth it, man. Two chores for five days and you get a dollar a day. We're not living in fucking 1950 anymore. <laughs> you <laughs> <A> know? <dollar. laughs> Here you go, Jimmy. Here's Jimmy. your 10 cents. <laughs> good job. Here you go, Chad. <laughs> Dude, the grass looks really good. <laughs> I like how you did the zigzag back and forth pattern that I like so much. Looks like a ball field. <laughs> see, see, it's 10 cents. Don't go spend it all in one place now. <laughs> oh. So I just figured ten bucks. I was like, you know, yeah, whatever. Ten bucks a week. It's forty bucks a month. Ain't gonna hurt our pocket, you know. So nah, I... dude, it's it's yeah, that's perfect. I think. Yeah, yeah. I just think that's funny. <laughs> we're not living in the nineteen fifties anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Dust Bowl era, <laughs> right? We need to get into that one of those. One yeah, of these dude, episodes. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, dude, that that would be uh, that'd be a cool one. We did do the uh, exhibit at the Colorado. That was really museum. cool. And the then they had that Dust Bowl. Awesome. Yeah, the Dust Bowl one. Yeah. So. yeah. That's what I mean. That was really, really cool. Like walking through those houses and got to sit in that Model T. Yes. <laughs> Colorado History Museum is pretty cool. If you, if you haven't been, definitely yeah. go check it out. Yeah, why not? You know? Take two hours out of your day. You know. And I don't know what exhibit is there this weekend, but uh, speaking of museums, Post this episode, we're gonna have to make time to go to the Denver Police Museum. We should have done it first, but hey, it's fine. We're, we should go. We're new to this whole thing, so it's pretty. Yeah, we're, uh, we're 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 learning and adapting. Like the show will probably you know take a little turns here and there. You might change some things up. Like instead of news reviews and stupid people. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because 
I didn't do any news reviews or stupid people. However, well, son of a, I know. But I got a joke. <laughs> Lay it on me. All right, it's a long one, so follow. Hang in there. Hang in there, people. So an old man in Mississippi was sitting on his front porch watching the sunrise. He uh-huh. sees the neighbor kid walk by carrying something in his arms. Okay. Yells out, hey, boy, what you got there? Hey, boy. The boy yells back, roll a chicken wire. Old why, man, why are they southern? Mississippi. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, shit, I missed that part. Go ahead. Did, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So Mississippi, yeah. Don't fuck this up. <laughs> old man says, what you going to do with that? Boy says, gonna catch some chickens. Old man says, you damn fool. You can't catch chickens with chicken wire. Right? They just hold the chickens. Right? Boy laughs and keeps walking. That evening, sunset, boy comes walking by. Uh, to the old man's surprise, he's dragging behind him the chicken wire with about 30 chickens caught in it. Damn. Learn some. Same time next morning, the old man is out watching the sunrise and he sees the boy walking by carrying something kind of round in his hand. Old man yells out, hey, boy, what you got there? Old man. It's really funny that he just would yell at some random kid. What you got there? Mind your damn business. <laughs> you ain't my daddy. Anyway. <laughs> the boy yells back, roll a duct tape. Old man says, what you going to do with that? Boy yells back, going to catch me some ducks. Yeah, right. Old man yells back, you damn fool, you can't catch ducks with duct <laughs> tape. damn fool. <laughs> that night, around sunset, the boy walks by, coming home. And to the old man's amazement, he is trailing behind him the unrolled roll of duct tape with about 35 ducks caught in it. Jesus. You can't catch a duck with duct tape. <laughs> damn fool. <laughs> Same time next morning, the old man sees the boy walking by carrying what looks like a long reed with some fuzzy on the end. The old man says, hey, boy, what you got there? It's just so intrusive. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mind your damn business. Right. Nah, the boy says, it's a pussy willow. <laughs> old man says, wait up, I'll get my hat. <laughs> but I, dude. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> Hold up. Let me get my hat. <laughs> I'm coming with you. Oh, man. Nowadays, dude, I don't know what era this came from, but nowadays, but hey, what's the old man talking to a young boy for? Right. And why does he want to go with him now? Like, uh, what's happening? <laughs> hey, who's that weird, creepy man that talks to you every morning? <laughs> hey, boy, what you got there? <laughs> I'm not supposed to talk to you. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. <laughs> My pussy willow. Right? <laughs> you leave it alone. That's my pussy willow. You ain't coming with me. Yeah. So, anyway, that I figured I'd shake it up with a laugh. I like it. I like it. That was a good one. It's like uh, that, that old joke. Ah, I could give the just a brief overview. It's really old. It's like from the 70s. or No, no. It involves an email. So, I think it's from the 90s. Like, everybody's heard this freaking joke. Dude goes down to, like, him and his wife were supposed to go down to Florida for vacation. He goes first because she had to work. And when he gets down there, he sends an email back, but he, like, uses the hotel computer to send an email to his wife. But he's, like, one letter off and sends it to the, to the wrong person who lives in a completely different state. And she, she was just, literally just left the funeral of her husband. So 
he said in the email, like something along the lines of like, I know you're supposed to, or you're slated to come down, or I just got here. That's what it says. <laughs> I just got here. I know you're slated to come down here tomorrow. <laughs> just to let you know, it's really hot down here. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's way longer than that, but it's like, it's like kind of morbid, but it's still really funny. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. Next time, baby. Yeah. Next time, baby. <laughs> Stole that one from Iron Man. I don't know if you remember. The two Iron Man suits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like standing there. He's all, looking all excited. He's like, and he's playing the, uh, you know, the, the, gonna go get some music and then yep. it stops next time, maybe. That's Don Cheadle, isn't it? No. No, that's the, the first one. The first one. Yeah. I do remember that. Yep. You know, he, I forget his name. It's very, kind of like a unique name, but I forget his name. It is. He's been in several movies. He's, he was in Crash. He was in all sorts of different movies. Yeah. But um, uh, it's hot out here for a pimp. Yeah, that, that one yeah, too. Yeah. Um, he turned down the role of whatever it is, command lieutenant, captain, whatever the heck, it, captain, captain. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He turned down that role because he's like, oh, this this series is never going to go anywhere. <laughs> and picked a different movie, or it was something. About money. Never mind. I lied. Sorry. Either way, the yoke's on him. Yeah, the yoke's definitely on him. Don Cheadle made out like a bandit. Yeah, dude, that whole series. Like, you, you could tell folks that don't know who aren't in this studio, I love the Avengers. Oh, I think a lot of people do. We do. Yeah, Marvel this, Marvel that. I just, I just watched the new Ant-Man. You just saw the new Ant Man movie? Yeah. How, so, um, <laughs> which one was that? I didn't know they were coming out with a new one. Yeah, it's like the Quantum Verse or something like that. Oh, never mind. Yes, I remember. Okay, how was it? It it was really good. Yeah, Paul Rudd really doesn't disappoint, man. He doesn't, and which is surprising. And he's been around forever. And he hasn't aged a lick, dude. <laughs> he was he was on Friends. Shut up. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was. He dated uh, Phoebe, I think. For a short bit? Yeah. Well, she was hung up on that dude and... Yeah. Some Russian... Minsk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. Sorry, I, I'm not like a friend's... I was not, I should say, was not a friend's person until I got married. And and Lauren is, like, all about friends, so I know a lot of stuff about that show Unfortunately, now. Unfortunately, <laughs> I know enough. Just to know that every time I would tune in with Ran... Yeah. Dude would come back from Minsk, and it's like, dude, where? What the hell, guy? <laughs> right. And it, that's when I get invested in the show, and then she's like, yeah, he does this thing, and then he goes back to Minsk. I'm like, that's dumb. That's dumb. And then I uninvest. But yeah, I was able to catch a sneak peek at um, Ant Man a little early. Cool. Kinda. Yeah, Paul Rudd. He doesn't disappoint, man. It is good. Oh, super, super cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that thing out. When does it come out? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I was so able to get a sneak peek. I did get a sneak peek. That's awesome. I'm I'm jelly. I'm a little jelly, dude. Jelly filled donut. <laughs> so speaking of donuts. <laughs> speaking of donuts. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. Uh, he doesn't listen to this. Nah, too but, cool for school, man. But yeah, but if he does, we love you and we appreciate what you do, but you are. He does it on purpose. I have him on Snapchat. 
and he posts pictures of him in his police outfit freaking getting donuts, like going to Voodoo Donuts and getting donuts. And he's like, yeah, like he'll be eating it. And he's like, just like a cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, good and, for, just embrace it. Exactly. And he's a cop. That's great. Yeah, that's it's awesome. fantastic. So speaking of donuts. Speaking of donuts, Denver <laughs> Police Department. Yes, sir. So this is where we delve into the history, right? Yeah. So we've so far figured out in our journey. That 1858 was really like the year. 1858, 1859 was like the years where Denver started growing. Yeah. Uh, so throughout the 1850s, just people were coming because of mining and this and that. So the success of the gold rush brought people in. I mean, the city, which was just, I mean, you and I saw the model down there. I mean, it just seemed like simple houses. But anyway, this place started booming. It blew up. So, and before long, I mean, where there's people. There's going to be crime. I was going to say booze. And booze. I mean, but (laughs) booze, you know, only accentuates or adds to the crime. So they just get more rambunctious. Don't I know it? Yes, you do. I know it. So, 1858, uh, Uncle Dick Wooten was the reported first importer of liquor. So, he he brought in a a wagon of liquor in in 1858. Good for him. Yeah. Everyone's mining in no dry states. Like, oh, I go out and get booze. Yeah, man. I'm thirsty, damn it. Sell it like crazy. I mean, screw water. Right. Screw water. Liquor's better than water. Damn it. So yeah, saloons and all that. Need a place to drink your shit. So all that started popping up as well. So Yep. And the violence. And the violence. We had that stat uh, in one of our earlier episodes where in 1861 or something like that, there was like 115 shootings and... Central City. Central City. That's what it was. Central City. you know what? They have their own police force, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Central City Police. Ah. But, yeah, we had that stat. So, only imagine. That's Central City in the 1860s. And I can only imagine Denver throughout 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even up to the 1920s, 30s. Oh, yeah, dude. Because the mobs and prohibition and shit. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the this numbers was, had, had to be out there. No shortage of violence. For sure. So, for uh, the the police force being... Founded in 1859, the first major crime was reported. John Stoffel shot his brother-in-law, Thomas Beancroft. 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 Anyway, doesn't doesn't matter. I know how to spell it, but I can't say it. I'm assuming these things happened like all the time, but he was the first like reported. Yeah. Like were the. (laughs) Hey, uh, I'd like to report a body. Right, to the to the first police force, and the guy's like, "Oh, well, shit! What are we gonna do? <laughs> right. Like, but, what are, what are we supposed to do?" Right. But uh, this John fella, John mm-hmm. Stoffel, mm-hmm. admitted to the crime. He shot his brother-in-law over a bag uh, of gold dust. Hell yeah, I shot him. <laughs> he was trying to steal my shit. He was eyeing it. I saw that look in his <laughs> I eye. I saw that crazy look in his eye. <laughs> shot him dead. Shot him dead. Yes, I did. And then, yeah, they hung him. He was he was the first first person, sadly, to be fucking publicly executed. Publicly right? executed. Oh, dude, that's that's crazy. Well, <laughs> you have the honor of being the first. <laughs> you should feel privileged. <laughs> nope. Oh man! And public, this is uh, you can wave to your auntie. 
prime excuse. <laughs> this is a prime reason not to be an asshole. Right. Everybody, don't be like this guy. News drop. That's it. Damn. Crazy, though. So, 1859, the DPD was formed. Uh, small group of marshals. And then there you have it. The first yep. major crime, 1859. And that's so so wild to me that it happened so fast. 1858, 1859. Gold Rush is going on. And it's like, boom, police. You know, I mean, they had the model from the east, obviously, through New York and big cities like that. But Denver wasn't a big city. I was really hoping, was really hoping to find kind of like, you know, some tombstone shit where there's like, a, I'm the sheriff in town. But no, the 1859, boom, police force. Right. And from what I read, it was 13 people. It was like the, in the 1860s, like late 1860s, they had 13 people and they started doing day and night shifts. Ah, okay. That was it, 13 officers for 100,000 people. I didn't realize that there was, I mean, there's, that's a lot of people. 1880s, 1880s. Is that's a lot of people still. Yeah, man. But, I mean, when you're, they're probably, if they're marshals, they're probably you know, quick guns. Yeah, maybe. But thir- 13 of them, that's it? <laughs> you know? Because there, there was an incident where the Asian population, Chinese, I think, specifically, were being attacked and, like, lynched and shit. And the, the police, that was, like, their first big... Defense, I guess. They they came to the defense of the Chinese population. They went to Little China in Denver. I'm sorry, this whiskey is whew, strong. Um, went to Little China in Denver with uh, some civilian, like, tasked police force-ish people. Like, they weren't police. They just got some civilians together and had them go down, and they defended the, the Chinese population and, and stopped these people from, from lynching them and killing them. That was, like, their first big success. Well, that's good shit. Yeah. So, police are important, you know? I mean, back then, the wild, wild west, you know, you see the sheriff, and it's like, come on, sheriff. You, me, duel, town, square, new. <laughs> are you yellow? Are you yellow? Nobody calls Nobody me calls yellow. me yellow. <laughs> back to the future. Is that a back to the future yep. reference? I got something for you. <laughs> it's a letter. <laughs> yeah man so i honestly thought that they're like like you did you know i mean you got like the 310 to yuma yeah yeah that's what i thought it's like no way there's just boom police and denver didn't even become an official part of the union until 1876 1876 you started you were telling me before about a mr sisty yes yeah he was the first appointed U.S. Marshal to the Denver Territory. Okay, and he was the actual first police officer. Right, and he's the one who hung Stoffel, or however you say his name. <laughs> Stoper? <laughs> Stoper's. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Uh, it says uh, Bill Sisty. <laughs> um, let's back up, though. On January 1860... Inaugural Mayor J.C. Moore directed New City Council to establish a well-regulated and judicious police system, right? Yeah. So they wanted to, like, actually reform it and make it a police department. And really cool thing is it was on uh, Market Street near 15th, their original police headquarters. How many times have we been by there? 
It's got to be one of those old brick buildings. Oh, yeah. As long as, yeah, I think that's, I don't like think they've Chicago. destroyed anything over there. So. Yeah, that old Chicago that's there on Market and 15th. I wonder if that's it. I don't, I don't think it's an old Chicago anymore, but it used to be. For sure. Well, old Chicago post-pandemic is kind of hanging on by a thread. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Do not close old Chicago. Well, get your menu items back, and then we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so then I was in the 1880s with the, the Chinese community, and they were being kind of chased after for their opium use. They smoke. Chinese people smoke a lot. Even to this day, I think I believe they smoke a lot of opium. Uh, probably the opium dens. Yeah, exactly. 1862, they uh, put George E. Thornton in as their first police chief. And I wonder if, like, the town or the city of Thornton, if that has anything uh, to do with that. Yeah, probably. I mean, a lot of these names of these people, like Araria and Denver, came from... The, like, these famous people. Like Denver, De- the name Denver came from a man with the last name Denver. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we go back even a little bit further when Colorado wasn't really Colorado territory yet. It was still Kansas territory. There was a governor whose last name was Denver. Yeah. So, and that... so they named this town. Not after John Denver, people. No, he wasn't around then. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, man. Rocky Mountain High. Ah, that's a great song. Um, in 1873, Denver remodeled its police department. I don't know why I laughed. Remodeled its police department along with the lines of New York City uh, giving its police officers like the standard star badges. And uh, they moved the headquarters to 1517th Lawrence Street. And that's when they split the, the day and night shifts. So when the... Um, in the 1880s, when the Chinese people were attacked by the white mobs, that's when they had that day and night shift. Made sense. You need a night patrol. And there's only, what do they say, like 15, 13, yeah, 15 regulars and 11 specials, whatever that means. You're right. And uh, in April of 1880, back to the drink at hand that we're having, Mr. Uh, Uncle, what's it? I can't see it. Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. Yeah. In 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 lieu of uh, April eighteen eighty, the Denver Police Department hired the city's first black police officer, Isaac Brown. So that's why we're drinking Uncle ne- Nearest, Nearest, Uncle Nearest. Black owned distillery. Yep. Well, cheers to Mister Isaac Brown, Officer, Officer Isaac Brown. Some good stuff, but. Boy, is it strong. Not going to lie. He's not lying. <laughs> <laughs> not going to lie to you. He ain't lying. Want me to keep going? I mean, in 1886, they, because they, uh, they were doing, they were chasing after, you know, brothels, prostitution, all sorts of different things, drugs, violence. And uh, they had to hire a matron. For the prisons because they were bringing in all the prostitutes and they're like well, we're not going to deal with these bitches like hire, <laughs> hire a woman you know so sadie lickens or likens uh in 1888 she she uh was hired to look after the female prisoners so i thought that was kind of cool yeah where they, they're like chasing after you know the hookers and instead of making them deal with men because back then they could have 
know what I mean? They can be like, screw you. You're going to deal with me. But they were probably like, I'm tired of this. Hire, hire a chick, you know? It, it makes sense. Well, that and I'm sure they're just sitting in the jail cell screaming, get me out of here, you piece of shit. <laughs> you know? And it's like, I can't deal with this shit. Hire a woman to deal with this hey, shit. Exactly. <laughs> you you take care of this. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just hopping back in that mind state. You know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy. I love un, unwrapping all these different subjects. Right. I, I love it because just times were so different, man. Sure were, man. I, I mean, if you were to bring one of them. To today's day and age, they'd, they'd be probably like, go in what? shock, right? Right, they'd be like, what in the hell? But if we were to go back in that day and age, we would also probably go into shock. Yeah, in a sense, but at the same time, like, I- I've been asked before, like, what era, if you had a time machine, and I'm going to ask you too. Actually, I'll ask you first. What era, if you had a time machine, w- and you could, like, with your health and your vaccines and stuff like that, so you know you're going to be all right, or, like, a protective bubble or whatever, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, realistically here, you know what I mean? It's like you have like a bubble over you, right? Yeah. And you go back, you're not going to catch any of the malaria or anything like that, right? Or you're not, and you're not going to give it to anybody. You're not going to change the timeline, all right? Okay. What era would you go back to? I wouldn't go back too far. I mean, it really depends. I guess, I guess that's to each their own, like yeah, how they would describe I'm, that. That's but why I'm asking. Post war 1940s. That was when things were just popping. Oh. It was, it was one big party. They were just, yeah, because the war is over, all the soldiers are back home, and it's just a big freaking party. I never thought about that, actually. Yeah. Because I always said the Wild West. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, dude, it'd be great to see. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just the whole thought of being like a like a cowboy or... I know. And that's why even one of my coworkers brought that up. He's like, you're going to go back. <laughs> you're going to go back. You're going to get called to a gunfight. You're going to die. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> thousand ways to die in yeah. the west dude like come on city slicker nobody ever smiles in a picture yeah they got a guy who smiled in a picture no freaking way yeah i don't know why that or the medieval era that'd be pretty dope too i mean you don't have to stay in this time is, is kind of the the theoretical question that's that's why i asked you don't have to stay just like what would you go back and and hang out for like a day or two you know I and, think and the forties would be awesome. Oh, dude, I think I would go to the forties post war era. Yeah, just party for a couple days. It had to be a lot of fun. That's all I'm saying. And then the fifties, I mean, sixties, seventies, free love. Yeah, but there was also Nam. Yeah, so, well, so you could leave before Nam. I'd, I'd leave before the creators. Okay. Let's go to like forties and early fifties. Like to 1955. Meet Elvis. November 12th, 1955. That's when I'd leave. <laughs> I don't know. Back to the Future, dude. <laughs> I think you've seen that movie a few times. Yeah, just a couple. Shit. Well, back to the subject at hand. I'm yeah, sorry. I took no, that it's, it's st- a nice segue, though. Yeah, it took a little side tangent. Nah, it was there. a cool segue. So, I mean, the Denver police evolved, you know, I mean, it, it, it evolved. Time went on. They evolved. They had to. Evolve. Adapt or die. Yeah. So 1900s, the 1920s come along. And with that, like, corruption came about, right? Yeah, of course. Police corruption and political corruption. And uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, the 
Denver police actually became known for violence and corruption under Chief Michael A. Delaney. He held the post in 1894 through 1895, and then, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 1904 to 1908. So twice he was he was a uh, old police chief. And he, from what I read, he used his power to uh, extort and graft and do all that. Played favorites. Yeah. As a police chief, I mean, you can do that. Like, you can do whatever you want, back, especially back then. You're the chief. Right. Like, uh, there was the, the chief, the Denver police chief, that uh, was off duty, but he was in his squad car coming home from work. The one that just retired was, like, forced into retirement because he, oh, God, he, there was something going on traffic-wise. He was off duty. He was in his patrol car, not in uniform. And somebody was fucking ripping through town or something. He chased them down off duty, which you can't do. Not nowadays. Back then, you could probably do whatever the hell you want. But he chased somebody down, and I I believe it was he did the pit maneuver and actually made them crash. Something along those lines. We'd have to find the exact story, but whatever. There was a crash. He was involved and relieved of duty as the police chief because he was outside of the law. Well, yeah, you have to be on shift and probably within your jurisdiction. Yeah, he was in his jurisdiction, if I'm not mistaken. He was in his jurisdiction, but he chased this dude down, made him crash and shit, and he wasn't even on duty. Ah, yeah, you can't do that, man. No, like, he turned the cherries and berries on. You're off duty, man. Just, you have to let that go. And it's like, that's kind of messed up because if something's happening like that. And or, you're the enforcer of the law. It, right, and you're in your police vehicle. You may not be in uniform, but if something's happening protect and serve you know yeah i don't think that's a switch you turn off no and and i actually went on a ride along when i was thinking about becoming a denver police officer which was really really fun did you go with someone we know yes went with alex nice so it was and it was like the easiest day for him ever because they're like if there's any calls because i was like if there's a call for freaking armed robbery let's go man i signed the waiver like let's go you know yeah and uh <laughs> there was one thing that he told me he said you know I asked. I was like, how how do you handle, because we were transporting a, a prostitute to jail. And we had a sergeant's car, so there was no gate. And they put me in front. So it was uh, it was Alex's partner, Alex, and then me in the back. And then when we arrested the chick, it was Alex in the back and <laughs> me in the front. And dude, just, it was hilarious. It, it was a good time. <laughs> I but, can only imagine. But I, I was asking on the way. Because, you know, they're, they have districts in Denver, and you have you see it on the side of the, the police cars. If you don't, take a look. Um, but there's, like, District 7, District 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Right. And I won't say what district we were in, but we uh, were taking her to jail, and we were driving through different Denver districts. And I said, what? So, okay, let me ask you. Like, what happens if somebody comes ripping by you at 100 miles an hour right now? In a different district. And he said, we don't do anything. We report it to that district. He said, the only time that we can do anything in another district is if it's life or death. Like if something's happening and we're taking somebody to jail and we see somebody walking down the street with a freaking gun pointing it at somebody, then we can get out and do something. I'm like, that's fucking wild. Because someone's doing 100 miles an hour, it's still Denver city limits. And you're still a Denver cop. 
that's just, I mean, no, I know we're doing the history portion, but that's that's some of their laws, I guess. It's just crazy. Yeah, they are governed pretty tightly, I thought. Oh, yeah. So Let's get back to the history. Sorry, I just gave my little, another little segue. <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, so the 1900s to the 1920s, you had uh, what was called the, I mean, this is how it's labeled, but the, the Ku Klux Cops. Yeah. Ugh. Bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Bastards. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, like a name that stands out to me is uh, Benjamin F. Stapleton. Yeah, they're renaming Stapleton because he was a Ku Klux bastard. What an asshole. It's like, what are they going to name it? Anyway. Yeah, I'm curious. Stay tuned. Yeah, they were noted Klan members. Governor Clarence Morley, Denver Mayor Benjamin Stapleton. That's crazy, man. And nearly two dozen police officers, including Chief William Candlish. So... Like the whole, from top down. Like yeah, governor, like, mayor, they, police chief. They were all Ku Klux Ku Klux Klan members. Like what the? <laughs> yeah, and we're this side of the Civil War. You jackasses. Yeah, it's over, dude. Get over it. You lost. Move on. You lost. Yeah. No, no, that's that's terrible. But I didn't know that uh, Candlish was uh, from. Leadville. That's crazy. That's crazy. I didn't know that. The more we talk about Leadville, we have to revive that episode. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We will. <laughs> we will. But, uh, you know, we touched on it in our... We touched on it in our mob episode, but Prohibition? Are yeah. You there? Yeah, and the Smalldones are in there. Get out of town. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, prohibition and the effects on policing. This is this is straight from. I'm actually going to read this from ColoradoEncyclopedia.org. Give I'm going to give kudos to my my source on this one. But the uh, it says, meanwhile, much of the Denver police day to day operations were consumed by the enforcement of prohibition, owing to the heavy demands of policing, a widespread black market in booze. Denver added hundreds of new officers. Hundreds of new officers. They couldn't have all been good. You know no. what I'm saying? No, the pockets lined. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna become a police officer. You pay me, and I'll let you freaking, I'll let you pass. You know, I'll let you, I'll let you smuggle that booze, and there's just gonna be a fee. Um, so hundreds of new police officers, including its first accredited female officer, Edith Barker. That's very cool too. Um, so you got the first black um, police officer, and then the first woman police officer, in within 40 years of each other. That's awesome. Way to be inclusive. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because something very cool came up on this list. That's why I'm leading, or I, I gave the credit to this. Because, um, however, the incre- increase in police power during this time did not translate into a decrease in criminal activity, especially in the black market liquor business. Instead, bootleggers became more sophisticated, deadlier, and wealthier. Heavily armed mobsters such as associates of the Smalldones and the Carlino brothers Dude, shot at each other and the police in broad daylight or led police on dead, deadly automobile chases. So they did do some dirt. Because in the Smalldown episode, we're like, well, they didn't. They were like the clean criminals. It says straight up heavily armed, right? Did I, did I misquote well, that? No, you didn't misquote it, but it's such as associates of. Right, right. So they were 
the Smalldones and the Carlino brothers. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Hey, you hey. flip over one rock. I know, right? <laughs> you flip over although, one freaking rock. Although dude. we did, we did the Smalldones, and obviously they had run-ins with the law, and now we're doing Denver Police. So that's why they're tying in. But everything is tying in together. It really is. It's all these stories. And, like I just found out. Taking it back, just real quick. I have a direct bloodline link to Silas Soul. Well, explain, unpack that a little bit because I looked at it with you. So, and there's a Mayflower. Yeah, so I was talking to my dad and I was like, you know, just how Italian are we? And he kind of broke down the numbers. You know, this is what we are Northern England. What, I mean, literally everything. And I'm about 34% Italian. About what I gathered from what he said. And. I was like, you know who, I asked him about the, the band name, our, our old band, Elias Story. I was like, um, did you ever hear of a, an Elias Story? Because when I did my research, I found Elias Story. And she's like a distant relative, and I was like, that's a cool name, so we named the band after her. But he's like, no, I, in my research, I never found Elias Story. He's like, I did find uh, a direct bloodline link to George George soul and I was like it my eyes got all wide my jaw dropped I looked at Lauren and I was like are you kidding me and she's like what I was like my dad said we're related directly to George soul like I text him back like Silas's dad or great-grandfather or something and he he's like I have no idea who Silas was like Silas soul from the Sand Creek Massacre and he said holy shit so he kind of went he's like give me a second and all I did was wiki you know George soul and it, if you bring up, or you wiki Silas Soul, either or, it'll tell you. George Soul, the father of Silas Soul, soldier at the Sand Creek Massacre. It's like, holy, that, that patience and that knowing of wrongdoing and not doing that fucking massacre. Dude, I feel proud of my, my distant relative on that one. So Heck it's like, yeah. you know. The military back then was the police, so it's kind of relative to this subject, I guess. For but, sure. you know, we don't, everything ties back to Sand Creek somehow, man. This <laughs> is crazy. I've got to stop saying crazy. Damn it, Sand Creek. Stop it. Right? Stop coming back up. We love you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down, dude. That, that was a really fun topic. Uh, this one's tying two episodes together, which is, which is crazy. Yeah. Three Central City for, or Central City, that's right. So we tied in Central City because freaking dude was a senator up there. Leadville, Leadville. My bad. My, but we were talking about Central City. At one we point. did. We did talk about Central yeah. City. The crime. The crime. <laughs> the crime. There's a lot. Bunch of mining. Right. Bunch of mining. Banging prostitutes. <laughs> a bunch of prostitutes. And drinking a bit. <laughs> where, where Those we? were some fun facts. Yeah, I think I think as we do this, because Colorado's really not. I mean, it's big, but as we're running through this and finding the history portions of it, it's not that big. It's not. It just it seems like it was centered around one thing. Yeah, and it has branches that are all connected. Like think of it. Like there's a branch that goes out this way to the right. There's a branch that goes straight up, and then those two branches connect in the middle. But the tree is the mining aspect. Yeah, true, true, because the mining brought everybody here. Yep. 
and each branch is like where the mining, you know, a mining aspect was. Mm-hmm. Argo, Leadville, Cripple Creek, Central City, Central City, all these different places. Pikes Peak, Pikes Peak, hey, hey. So yeah, I hope yeah. y'all are sticking with us on this because yeah, this was a, kind of like a light subject, I guess. It really was, and. You know, it, it, it's been fun, and I don't even think we've concluded on anything yet. No, we just wanted to talk about the Denver, the Denver Police Department. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. So, like, no no conclusion for this one for sure. It's just more history of how they formed, and it's very interesting that they, I mean, 18, like I said in, earlier in the episode, 1858, 1859, people start coming here, 1859, boom, police. Right. Like, that's insane, man. Yeah. I mean, dude, a society even, needs policing. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't even recognized as a territory or like a, a part of the union yet. Right. Yeah, I don't think we got. till 1876. I did mention yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, So from 1859 to 1876, there was just the Denver Territory Police Department. So I, I bet it wasn't DPD. I bet it was, you know, the Denver Territory Police or something. The sure. DT, the DTP. Are you DTP? The long arm of the law. <laughs> The long arm of the law is because they got that long barrel pistol in their hand. Long barrel revolver. Yaw. Oh, shit. That sounds like somebody. That guy that did our intro? <laughs> you don't <laughs> learn from history. I don't know who did that. It sounds like Sam Elliott. Right? Thanks, Sam. We appreciate the, the voiceover there. Assume <laughs> it was you, buddy. That's awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to... I'm going to call it here. I know, like I said, it wasn't a very, it didn't have like an ending, I guess. But... It didn't have an ending. I mean, I feel like we we touched on quite a bit. Well, I wouldn't say that this is even all that in-depth. However, we're going to go to the museum. We got to go to the museum. Yeah, we're going to go. And we could do a follow-up episode. Yeah, we could. I don't think we're going to do that next week. We got some cool topics to touch on, and I believe you had one. Yeah, I did. Um. Funny enough, it's kind of entangled with one of the uh, topics we were going to talk about a while ago, which we will get to. Um, Fitzsimmons Army Hospital. In Aurora. In Aurora, yep. Ah. Where Anschutz Medical Campus is right now. So, like I said, uh, another topic that we're going to get into is the Anschutz, because they are everywhere. Oh, dude. They own the Cog Railway. Like, Even in my industry. I'm not going to get too much into that. But even in my industry, they they came up. Really? Yep. See? See, we're going to get into them, for sure. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah, Fitzsimmons, can't wait to get into it next week. Uh, another review on this drink, guys, personally. I love it, but it is really strong. Like, if you're not, like, a like a strong whiskey drinker where it burns, this isn't for you. If you love your whiskey burning and you love a good kick in the ass, yeah, this is for you. Your good, Uncle Nearest. Good stuff, Uncle Nearest, for sure. Shout out. Good stuff. Burns on the way down. Feels great. Makes, tastes great. Makes you feel great. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. On all, on all accounts, I'm going to give this a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. I'll give it, I'm going to go out of a 10 rating from now on. I've, I've decided. I'm going to go uh, with a 7.5 out of 10. I think we should set up a rating system. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.5 out of 10 on that one. Out of all the whiskeys and scotches and stuff we've had so far, that, that's up there. That's up there. Because... A 10 out of 10, man, I, I don't think we've hit that yet. I haven't. I'm, again, my naivete on the subject. But we've had enough. 15 different either beers or scotches or whiskey so far. So For sure. I haven't tasted one 
that I haven't been able to finish. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're doing good. Right. We're doing good here. We're batting a thousand. Yep. I think uh yeah. I think we should set up that number system. So yeah, I'm gonna go seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yeah. Seven and a half out of ten. That's that's up there. For sure. So right on, guys. If you made it to the end, look at you. You made it. You are here. <laughs> we'll see you next week, episode next sixteen. Week. Fitzsimmons. Yay. If it fits Simmons, it should fit anybody. There's an endless road to be discovered. Hey, sister, know the world is sweet, but blood is thicker. Oh, if the sky comes falling down there's an avenue of this world I wouldn't do. Do you still believe in one another? Hey, sister, do you still believe in one another?